The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello, dear friends, and welcome to The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thought. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring where astrology and psychology meet. There's something that tends to hold true, regardless of the area of study. If a concept can be found across cultures and ages, it probably has some basis in fact. If, on the other hand, it cannot be found anywhere else, it's probably just someone's latest, greatest idea, warranting a fair amount of skepticism. One thing that can be found across culturally and across time is the concept of the positioning of the stars in the heavens having a profound influence on human characteristics and behavior. In the history of most every culture, there's some form of astrology a practice used to ascertain personality characteristics based upon the position of the stars at the time of birth and to predict future events. These systems often include reference to a person's dominant element, water, air, earth, or fire. Some practices include wood and metal. If these systems are indeed sound, can divine basic information about our psychological makeup, can they be useful in understanding ourselves and others? Is taking one's sign and or element into consideration valid, or is it simply imposing arbitrary stereotypical identities in order to categorize people in predictable boxes? There's a lot of conflicting information about the signs of the horoscope and what they indicate. Even if the original practice was valid, how do we know what to believe and how to apply it today? Hopefully, our guest this hour can help us puzzle through the confusing and often conflicting information regarding astrology, the elements, how they relate to the human psyche. With us is Deborah Silverman, author of The Missing Element. She's helped thousands of individuals achieve emotional health and wisdom based on their unique personality and the four elements, water, air, earth, and fire. Deborah has developed a unique psychological spiritual model combining her expertise in the esoteric or soul-centered astrology with her extensive education in psychology to help those going through major life changes. Her website DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Deborah, thanks so much for joining us on the Science of Magic. That's my pleasure. <clears throat> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, what's, <clears throat> what's your uh, education background in psychology? I have a master's degree in clinical psychology, so I was trained back in the good old days, <laughs> it seems so long ago, um, as a psychotherapist, and so I've been in private practice for almost 40 years. All right, and then where did you study astrology? That's the funny part. I, I was one of those kids that would have been like a protege. Like I came with it. I think I knew it from the very young age. And as soon as I had my first teacher, which was simply someone sitting with me for a few days talking, it all downloaded and I've been doing it ever since. So I didn't have proper training, but I am now a teacher and I actually have a university where I teach people how to be astrologers. Boy, that's needed because it seems like there's a mixed bag out there, isn't there? Yes, yeah, it's quality control, right? That's why, that's why I love the combination of psychology and astrology because knowing there's a psychological model takes the astrology into a much more grounded, applicable. Like, how do you make this practical? Yeah, mixing science and magic again, right? You got it. Yeah. So, for, so we're all on the same page. What exactly is astrology? Huh. 
What is astrology? Now that's we've, a we've large... got an hour. We've got an hour. You're good. We got an hour. Um, <laughs> something to do with an ancient download that came through the Egyptians back in the day, way beyond maybe five thousand years ago, that was recorded. <clears throat> I think it's not unlike the pyramids were were brought to us, and they have no idea physically how they could ever be reproduced. So to this day, scientifically, they cannot figure out mathematically how one they figured out the equation, or two how they actually industrially put those rocks in place, similar to astrology. They can't explain it. We don't know where that information came. I think there might have been an extraterrestrial. I hate saying that because it sounds so weird. But how do we know these information that every sign is aligned to a certain archetype and then the planets? And they didn't even know about Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune and at those times 5,000 years ago. So it's curious. I hate saying this. I don't know where it came from. But I can tell you this. You don't have to believe in it for it to work. And it's so solid and true that here we are, fast forward 5,000 years, and we're still talking about it. So it's got some durability. It just doesn't have a really conscious understanding of where they come up with. Aries is the springtime and bursting, and Pisces is the winter. And it's just crazy. Yeah, Sorry, it's, it's, wrong it's, answer. <laughs> wrong answer, right? <laughs> well, you're, you're qualified to know if it's crazy or not, right? <laughs> Clinical psychology and all. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I, I understand there's, it was, uh, there's references even in the Bible that when they put all the young male children to death, when that King Harold, I believe it was, had all the young children put to death, that was based on um, information that he got from somebody that was working astrologically. King Harold. There was no Harold in the Bible. That's kind of cute. But yes, sorry, there's yeah. lots of references. They found Jesus. The, the finding of him was based on a star. There was a, a following of the northern star, or whatever the sequence was that they were watching. And in every culture across time, all the Hawaiians, for example, navigated with the stars. And there's been a continuation, even in the Jews, the Kabbalistic system has the four worlds. And there's been a reference to the stars. I mean, clearly, we all started from stardust at some level, but it is such a mental game to try to, I love the question and I've never stopped thinking about it. like who actually wrote that down or how did the oral tradition get passed down all the way through the Bible and then all the way up to 2018 on a radio show with our ears stuck inside of a little machine. Like how did this go? I don't know. The mystery intrigues me, but the most important part is it works. And that's what I tell everybody. You don't have to believe in this stuff to make it work. And I love the name of your show, the science of magic, because there is, the School of Economics in London has done a big research project on the economy based on astrology. And every 20 years, Saturn and Jupiter travel together, and they can prove how the economy goes up and down. They've done a really in-depth research project to validate the scientific application of astrology. But, you know, it's most important just to go get a reading. I have all these certified astrologers on my site that people can come and listen to just take a risk. And I have really certified, put them through a rigorous training program they're good. And then you hang up the phone and you go, oh, I love this line. You know me better than I do. How did that just happen in one hour <laughs> session? So what different forms of astrology do you use? I know there's a lot of different ones. Yeah. I love your, you must be an air sign. What sign are you? <laughs> Not air. <laughs> well, you're definitely analytical. I love it. There's many different systems and there's, I just use Placidus and it's really Another one of those vague stories because it's all mathematics and you choose the system you work with and you stay with it. So there's many ways to do it and we have a sure and tried system that's been used forever. It's probably the most used is Placidus, but that means nothing to your audience. That just sounds like a strange word, as much of astrology does. The important part is the translation of how do I make this apply to you? How do I change your life? How do I give you information where you get unstuck? or you fall in love again, or you decide that you like your life rather than complaining. That would be a feat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be something? Pull us out of victim. What a concept. <laughs> uh, the, it occurs to me that this is really an ancient practice. What do you have to do to massage it into a form that it's useful for us today? <clears throat> That's the reason why I'm here. So I've made it very simple. And it goes from all the abstract concepts to, you know, you actually enjoying your job are you enjoying who you are do you remember why you're here like those big fat questions get addressed in a, in a reading so it's as abstract or technical as we think and when you go see an astrologer a normal astrologer they start talking I, I mean I can't follow them it's like going to a doctor's appointment and they start telling you what's wrong with your I can't even say the words like your your digestion of who knows those words or you're like just tell me if I'm gonna live or die similar to a reading a good reading should be little less astrology lingo and a lot of practical application. 
In other words, cut the astrobabble, right? Yes, yes. Stop with yeah, the I jargon. Yeah, I my moons in the this and what's yeah. none of that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How much um, is intuition involved in being able to accurately read someone's chart? Now, that's another good question. You must have prepared for this. Um, let's see. I would say, I, w- I used to say clearly that I was just a pure astrologer and I was slightly self-conscious about my intuition. I do have intuition and I had a radio show like you for many years. And on the radio show, I started to realize, whoa, how did I know her sister was sick? Because I kind of could pretend it was in the chart, but really it was just my intuition talking. So there are some astrologers and there's certainly ones in our group who are intuitive. And then there's some that are just purely taking off from the chart. So there is a dance and it depends on the astrology you're seeing. And in my case... As the years have gone by, you know, I'm going to say 20%, I don't know, people would argue. I had, was, my son was sitting next to me one day during a radio show. He was doing all the technical stuff while I was doing the show, and I started coming up with some, I don't know, they fall out of the sky. I say sometimes a sentence like, oh, I see this part of your sister's got some illness, and it just happened last week, and then she's like, oh, my God. And then he looked at me, like, after the show was over, he said, Mom, that was not astrology, and it's true, and that's called psychic woo-woo. <laughs> and that's not scientific. And so we shouldn't talk about the science of magic as woo-woo. But in astrology, there is actual dates and technology that's described by geometry. So there hmm. really is a scientific approach or a mathematical. All of astrology is based well, on math. We're going to have I to pick you... up on the math of astrology on the other side of a quick break. Deborah and I okay. will return directly, so don't go away. Remember, you can always listen to Pat's thought-provoking episodes free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Gwilda Wiak's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Wilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. 
Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness, and I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element. Her website, DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Deborah, we were just about to get into the math of astrology. You got a long conversation here. So the math of astrology, it's, it's the good news is it's a button away now. When the olden days, before, I want to say like 1990s, it, it, to execute a chart required an unbelievable amount of math. Because it's science, it's astronomy. It's not, astrology is based on a scientific model of where exactly were the planets at the moment of your birth. And to execute that, there's formulas. So how fast does the moon move? And where in the longitude and latitude exactly in the city you're at? Where was the sun at the moment of your birth? What part of the sky and where was the moon? So there's an incredible amount of details that are all mathematically established. But at this moment, all you've got to do is push a button. It's such a cool thing. And I remember when I first started studying, I thought, oh, no, how am I ever going to figure this out? And right in the moment when I began to study, this, the first Neil Mickelson was his name. I don't know if any of you out there. Are you an astrologer? I have an pr- uh, intuition that you've done astrology. I've worked with astrology pretty closely, but I've never uh, done a chart myself at all. Okay, good. Okay, so, so to actually execute one now, here's the good news. It's literally one, two minutes. Like, you put the information in, you go on a free website, astro.com, A-S-T-R-O, it says scopes, you click on chart drawing, you put your information in, and voila, there's the chart. Now, you can look at this thing. It's Egyptian hieroglyphics. Good luck with that. So there's little funny squiggles, a circle, and it looks like a dial, and who knows what that means until, da-da-da, you call one of the astrologers on my website. And then you, too, will understand the math that is very abstract, and we'll bring it into English. If there's so many different forms, what was brought together to create the one that's now programmed? You know, it's like, I don't know if you know about numerology. There's two different systems in numerology. There's the Pythagorean and there's the Kabbalistic. And they're as different as can be. You're actually a different number. Did you know about that? Mm-hmm. So in the Kabbalistic system, you might be born as a one for your life path. And in the, the, um, the Pythagorean system, you'll be a two. And so it depends. I always tell people when I found that I was studying numerology, and I was like, what? There's two different systems. It's like saying there's two different signs. But that's true with the Vedic system. You are the sign before that what you are right now. So it doesn't matter what system you use as long as you stick to it. And you give yourself over to it because everything is relative. I mean, there's no absolute truth here except for love. The only thing we know for sure is love is turning the planet around. Everything else is speculative. So with the astrology, you choose a system. And ours is very tried and true. I've been using it for 40 years, and they've been doing it for probably, you know, thousands. And then you just stick to it. But, yes, there's variations. Like there's different house systems, and there's different languages, and there's different interpretations. And so we just use the ones that are solid, and we stick to it. So can can astrology actually predict the future? It can predict cycles without a question. It can predict when your body may be in a more vulnerable state. It can predict when you're going to go through what's called Saturn return, for example, where there are these markers that there's no question. It's 100% consistent. And that's simply between the ages of 28 to 30, and this is true for everybody, Destiny will come to your house, knock on the door, and grab you. You don't get a vote. And it happens again at 58 to 60. It's not nearly as dramatic at 58 to 60. And it happens again, of course, at at 88 to 90. But the question is, can it predict details? I'm not interested. I'm interested in helping the mindset be prepared for change or to be able to set you up for success by seeing when the progressed moon is shifting. But I'm not one of those predictive. I I certainly work with prediction, but I'm not the one that says there's a tall, dark, handsome man coming on Tuesday and you better run out the front door or hide under the bed on Wednesday because the winds are coming to hit you on the head. I don't do that stuff. (laughs) So so you're telling me that astrology uh, is more like uh, an accurate prediction of the weather, but what I do and how I dress and where I go or if I stay in or go out is totally up to me and everything happens accordingly. 
Perfect. You got it. So the free will button, which I don't think is very big to tell the truth. I think there's a very limited amount of free will we have. Like the partner you have, the dog you have, the parents you had, you didn't get a vote. People say they chose their parents. I think that is the dippiest. Like I could just see me. There's a whole bunch of little Jewish people standing in a row. And I was like, I'll take those too. No, it didn't go like that. It was more like there's some karma involved. And this is there's an Akashic record. There's a system that has memory of what your karma is. And then there's an assignment. So it's not like I sat down and I was like, I'm going to have that brother and I think I'll have that husband. That's just silly. I don't know where people come up with these. I think those are new age, cheap, little funny thoughts. If you take a deep thought about that, would it be more there's some karma and there's some assignments and they're going to figure out by the organic, you know, there's a beautiful thing on nature that is called the, the, or the divine order. And that's what astrology really speaks to. There's a divine order that is so mystical and so, thank God the sun moves one degree every single day around the sky, that we know where the moon's going to be. Those predictable hard facts create a certain karma or a certain destiny. And then you, as you just described, get the free will button. Like, am I going to be grumpy today or am I going to make a smiley face? I was just telling someone, I'm the president of the Jews for Joy Club. I have no members, but when I grew up, everybody was miserable (laughs) <laughs> and I had to decide, I had to decide, like, could I make this fun? And it was a decision. I distinctly remember I had a boyfriend who said to me, oh, my God, you're negative. And I was like, uh, that came from my family. <laughs> and then I had to decide, then I had to decide, well, if I don't want to be negative, what would I do? I'd have to get very conscious. I called the observer and start tracking and watching myself and going, wow, I'm always preparing for the worst. <laughs> like, what if I prepared? What if I just said it was going to be a beautiful day rather than, oh, my God, it's snowing out. Like, it's such a miserable voice. Mm-hmm. So I've changed mm-hmm. my voice. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Astrology gives you some options. So and there can, are some hard, hard facts. Go ahead. How can we use those options in astrology to find our way? You know, let's face it, we're in really uncertain times. We've always been able to take the events of the past and kind of predict the future. And it seems like that's not really as easy to do right now because things are pretty volatile. How can you, how do you suggest people use astrology to find their way through these uncertain times? You should be an interviewer. You think? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you've got your calling. I think you're on the right street. So first of all, these, these crazy times were predicted. The Hopi prophecy is one of my favorites because mm-hmm. I, was, I had a direct connection with somebody at a very young age who was the original white woman that was given the prophecy. So I, I was steeped in it at a young age. But there's many prophecies, everything from the Mayan calendar that we've heard about from Nostradamus. There's predictions that are written up even now by these many astrologers. We knew we would come to this exponential time. It's, there's a man named Terence McKenna. I don't know if you've ever heard of his work. And he was one of my favorite teachers in his way. And he talked about this moment when the Internet came into being, we would have an exponential curve, like directly into novelty. Everything would be new. It used to be we did habit, and then we did novelty. This is how history worked. We'd go into very low periods. That was true before Christ got here. Everybody's miserable. Then in would come a Christ character or a Buddha, or in would come a, a novel idea that from the Renaissance, and we'd all wake up, and then we'd go back to sleep. Now, we, there's no way to go back to sleep. I mean, the alarms are going off, and the computer's ringing, and the phones are ringing, and the radio's on, and we've got music. We're, like, we're awake, and this is going to continue. So this is not a surprise. The variable is how many of us will have compassion and actually take the road that's less traveled, which is not human. The human nature based on results is warfare. Like they're used to fighting and being mean. So your work and my work and all of us who are listening to the show, we're trying to get the heart opened. I'm just talking about my heart's going ding, ding. So, So the question is, did we know this was coming, said the prophet? Yes. Is everyone alive that you ever knew? Yes. Are we at like... 7.5 billion. There's never been this many people here, ever. This is unprecedented. Did we know this would happen? Yes. What's the variable we don't know is how are we going to do with this this unbelievable cycle? And could we destroy ourselves? Yes. And have we done it before? Yes. So we're at this critical moment where history can teach us, but it requires, this is why I love people coming to study with me. They come and study astrology and they get reactivated to fall in love again. Like people are depressed. Depression is epidemic. People are grumpy. They're fat. Everybody eats too much and they sleep too much and they take drugs and there's an opium epidemic and there's, God, it's miserable unless you remember who you are and then you're like, whoa, 
this is the greatest, to- this is like the movie, I'm not changing the channel, I'm on the edge of my seat with popcorn going, you're kidding, <laughs> you're kidding. what What's happened today? Yeah. <laughs> so is, do you think, or is there any studies done on what percentage of different signs of the horoscope are present in this massive population? Um, is there, a, is it skewed one way or the other to bring a counterbalance to our times? Wait, wait, are you asking me, are there more signs and other signs that are being born? That would be so cool. I did once hear that there's less Pisces rising than any other rising sign. Now, you know, you hear these sentences, but I did once hear that. So that was interesting to me. I can't answer that question. All I know is that details are less important. What's more important is this is the question of today. What am I doing to contribute with integrity to keeping my heart open and helping people? And I wake up every day going like today. Who can I help today? Like, what could I do to make a difference? And if everyone in my school and everybody in my community and everyone that's listening to this show, if everybody woke up with the day and said, who can I help today? We would change the whole story. But instead, we're so scared. We're like, I don't trust people. I don't want them coming to my house. I'm not going to date again. I'm not going to open my heart. I'm I'm not giving anybody money. You don't know what they do with them. Everybody and their cousin has a million reasons how to keep the heart shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, we're really conditioned into it. I think we need to go into heart more, but we're going to have to take another pause. Deborah and I will return to this discussion on the other side of this break, so you stay right there. And don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. This is The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.com. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. 
It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. If you enjoy all the wonderful topics on our program, visit my blog to ask questions and share thoughts as the adventure continues at our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I am your host, Wilda Wiecka, and our guest this hour is Deborah Silverman, author of The Missing Element. Her website, Deborah Silverman Astrology. Dot com. Deborah, we were just about to get into uh, heart and how how it's been so shut down for so long. And, and seeing how we're talking about astrology, we've been talking about the horoscope as far as months go. What about the ages? And does the age that we're moving into, what is it? And does it have to do with opening the heart? Is that being supported this time? Great question. I'm going to get your birthday one way or another. Okay, <laughs> so, so here's the story about the ages. They move in 2,100 years, so they say. There's not an exact date. And the last we had an, a shift was in the Piscean age when Christ was arrived. So we went into a Pisces times, which was all about everybody love everybody. I love Pisces. Everybody love everybody, and we're all supposed to blend in and don't stand out and just follow the rules because Pisces need rules. They fall off the planet without them. So they have churches and they had synagogues and mosques that all came with directives from a higher source that you were supposed to follow. Welcome to the Piscean Age. Well, that didn't do real well. I mean, they tried. We tried to let religion be a source to govern our ridiculous human (laughs) behavior, and it seemed to go awry. So clearly they started to fight all these different religions. Take two. Then comes 1960s. And somewhere, I'm going to say somewhere in the 60s, there was a point where there were six planets in Aquarius, which is very, very, very unusual, and the Aquarian age arrived. And this is the introduction of crazy, like, everybody take drugs, and let's throw away the establishment, and we're not going to follow the rules, and we don't really care what we said, and we're going to share our wives and our kids, and we're going to give everything away, and we're going to be hippies, and we're going to smoke pot all day and pretend we're high when we're high. Like, it was wild. And that wore off very quickly, but that was the entrance of changing the followers, because in the Piscean age, we had to follow and be part of a group. Like if you were in a synagogue or you were in an ashram or you were in a sangha, everybody had to be in a circle with a leader who told them what to do. Well, then came the Aquarian age, which is where we are now. No one's telling me what to do. Anything goes. You can be a boy or a girl. You can change your religion. You can change your sex. You can change. Everything is free, which is a beautiful thing, except we're only someone said 15 seconds in, which is true, into this new era, which is a 2,000-year cycle. And we're awkward. We're like, "Uh uh-oh, the Piscean Age didn't go so well. We didn't really get that love thing. And now we're in the Aquarian Age with all this technology, Aquarius rules computers, it rules advanced thought, it rules the future. It's like taking us into a completely different zone. Like, we're going to be I promise you, there'll be electric cars, people will be driving, we're, we're very close to the Jetsons, they're around the corner. So that's the Aquarian age, we're changing matrix. However, the heart, which got slightly hurt during the Piscean age with the Christ story, look at the story of Christ, he stands on a cross with his tongue sticking out, he looks like he's just been crucified, uh, he was, and that's our religious symbol. Now we're in the Aquarian age, and now this era is, uh-oh, I don't believe I fit in and I can't find my people and I don't really want to fit with my family. Like we're broken. We're kind of like, we're kind of like disfranchised or disassociated now. So in order for this transition to occur, which is why it's so great we're on radio because this is very Aquarian, is how do we remember the gift from the Piscean age, which was supposed to be just turn the other cheek. That was the gift of Christ, like love. And take it to this era and use it on the internet and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, oh, my God, all these funny words. And start saying things like you're doing. Like, how do we help the shamanic voice remind us that nothing's wrong? We're evolving. 
And this is a beautiful thing to be in the Aquarian age, but it's so awkward because no one has the voice of the long view, which is what I'm doing with you right now. If we take the long view, this is just a glitch in time. And if we do our wisdom, which is why you're here, you're helping us with wisdom, we'll figure out, oh, this is so exciting. All I have to do is stay true to myself and keep my heart open and be real. That sounds so easy when I said it, but not so easy to do. You know, it's, it's what surprises me. Well, it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, it makes sense. Life works like this. If we're moving from one format into another, there's a time of chaos in between the two. And it would appear we're deeply in a time of chaos right now, and that's the awkwardness. How can we use this alchemical time based on our horoscope to be the best that we can be? Let the pain di- direct you to ask for help. So if anyone's listening to this and they're so fed up, they're like, I can't believe this new age stuff. It's making me nuts because I can't get results. Then ask for help. And then here's what I do, and this works every time. Like when I have a physical ailment in my body or when I, my society has a physical ailment, I pray. I, I really do believe in prayer. And I say, can, like my body broke. I had something happen to me last year, and it's such a crazy story. And I, for nine months, I couldn't do yoga, I couldn't swim, I couldn't do ten, all the things I love to do. So for nine months, literally, I was broken, like you see the society. And finally, I got to the point, someone taught me this, treat God like a dog. So I said, God, listen. I just got pissed off. I was like, I'm sick of this pain. You need to help me. And I prayed in a funny voice. Can you bring me someone to help? And this is a true story. That week... The apartment I have downstairs in my house became available. It only happens once every two years. And this man moved in from New York. He saw it on Craigslist. I, this was rare. And he, I came downstairs to give him the lease. And I said, what do you do? And he said, oh, I'm a doctor. I'm here on a fellowship. And I was like, really, what kind of doctor? And he said, orthopedic surgeon. And I said, really, what do you specialize in? And he said, shoulders. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then he proceeded, he proceeded to give me the name of the doctor in Denver, who was the best guy, guy there was possible in Denver which I made an appointment. And then when I came back two days later to get the contract, he said, you know, I don't know why I'm in Boulder. My fellowship's in Denver. It's too far away. I'm going to leave. So he left. But I had the doctor who then I saw that week who did the exact thing I needed, and the pain literally was gone in one session. Mm, amazing. So, but that was me you, praying. So, you, so all of us have to do, you have to say, you have to mean it, you guys. If you're listening to this and you have a pickle or something's really wrong in your life, you have to say, I really am willing to do whatever you ask. Please bring me the angels. And then be patient and see what happens. But you've got to ask for help. We, as a society, we're not... If the Republicans and Democrats would come in a room together and say, we're, in a, we're really broken, and I'm the voice... I wish I could do this. I'm the voice to say, you guys, we're really not working. Like, the system is breaking in front of us, we need to bring in a, cons- a consultant or somebody who's wise or someone who's neutral, bipartisan, who will sit here and say, we need to do a hard conversation and start listening to each other. But, you know, we're just hoping and praying that someone's going to pray, that someone will have the skill set and we'll make a ship. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> My fantasy is in every town there's a building that the Democrats come in one door and the Republicans come in another door and they don't. There's a big wall and then the wall disappears. I've made this up. And then in comes this mediator and they begin the conversation and they have to listen. The Republicans talk and you're like, what? But you can't interrupt. And then the Sounds Democrats like a talking talk. stick, right? A talking stick. Yeah. And then the mediator, who's the elder, as you say, like the chief or the someone who's wise, says, can we listen? Because the bottom note here is you both want America to be healed, but no one's listening. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the elements. Um, and as, as far as I know, in most all astrological studies, the elements uh, come into play in a person's chart um, and seem to have sway on, on the way they express in the world. Would you go into that a little bit for us? Did you just throw away my new idea? <laughs> sure. I just wanted to move on to the elements. Okay, here we go. So so it, it actually goes from the last conversation to the next. The elements are where we conflict. So if you put water and fire in the same room, they're going to have a very different point of view, and they won't get along. So to your point, my point, <laughs> if you put two different energies in the same room that don't match, they won't get along. So here's the elements. Water are the sensitive people. They don't like to talk. They like to be at home. They're very, very calm at their best. At their worst, they're very scared, and they deal with depression, and they deal with negativity. At their best, they're healers. Think water, tears, healing, sitting in the water, being near the ocean. At their worst, they're swamped, and they drown because they're so sensitive, and they feel too much. 
The next category is error. They talk all the time. These people love to talk. They're airheads. They're thinking. They're verbal. This is all in my book, The Missing Element. You can really go into depth with this. They always change their mind, and they change their ideas. They change their outfits. They change their relationship. They're just like, love to research. I think you have air in your chart. And they love, they forget where they're going. They forget their name, and they're very funny. At highest road, they're articulate. They teach big ideas in small bite-sized bits. And they have this incredible gift for relationship. At their worst, they're detached, they cut off, and they really don't know how to do relationship. Third category, earth. Super grounded, super practical, love numbers, love getting things done. Research has to be, by example, they have to be results. They want to measure things. It's all about money. It's all about practicality. At their best, they are the business people that keep the time schedules operating, and they're really good. At worst, They're stingy, and they're control freaks, and if you don't do it their way, they get pissed off. Those are the earth. And the last category is fire, and these are the people that are super energetic, and they're really funny, and they get super excited. I have a little bit of this. And they jump up and down, and they work out every day, and they eat too much, and they drink too much, and they party too hardy, and they end up in the 12-step program, those those fire people. At their best, they're enthusiastic, and they're inspiring us because they're standing up telling their story, and they're getting us back to center. At their worst, they have no off button and they indulge, and they spend, and they don't have a, you know, a way to control themselves. So you we're have to, in my to, book... We're going to have to put this that? together on the other side of another break. <laughs> now oh, that here we've we outlined go. Them, we'll play with it on the other side. Deborah and I will be back shortly, so don't you dare go away. But before we pause, let me share some great news. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow, is offering a three-day residential taught by yours truly, Gwilda Wiecka. The 2018 Spring Equinox Medicine Wheel Training will be held in the beautiful Colorado Mountains, March 18th through the 22nd. Come enrich your life with the power of the universe. Learn to build and maintain your own cross-cultural shamanic medicine wheel to support you and your family through these unprecedented times. The registration deadline is rapidly approaching, so visit findyourpathhome.com and sign up today. I look forward to seeing you there. This is The Science of Magic with Wilda Wiecka on the wonderful X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the X-Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201 934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, 
who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? I always love to hear from my listeners. You can email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. We're speaking with Deborah Silverman. She's the author of The Missing Element. Her website, DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. Deborah, you had just beautifully outlined all the elements and the characteristics for us. Now, how do they dance? <laughs> how do they dance? Um, that's up to the person involved. Like, they get to decide, how are you going to use these four elements? And if, you're do- if you've got one that's low, if the element is low, and that's what the book is about. In the middle of the book, there's a test. And you take the test and you figure out what your missing element is. And then you go read that chapter and you follow that homework. And then I have a school, too, that you can come and study with us. But it's only twice a year in September and February. And then I have this website called thestarcommunity.com where you can start to learn astrology. It's like $22 a month. And you really can start to learn this language. Like what is the element I'm missing by looking that up? And getting getting to learn how to use astrology is a very beginner. So we have quite a source of being able to give you some resources. Well, you know, there's a lot of healing modalities that do um, their basis is behind balancing your elements on a physical level. Um, how does that play on an emotional level? Well, that's all about, see, this is the psychology. This is really what, where psychology comes in. You have to figure out what's your missing element, and then how do you apply that psychologically? So, for example, if you're missing water and you can't feel very easily, you live in your head and you can't get your emotional body work, there's some practical ways to open that up because that, that will affect your relationships for sure. That's going to make you feel cut off and alone and it's going to lend itself to addiction and to being separate. Or if you can't do air and you're not talkative and you're not interested in being social or being curious about people, you're going to feel isolated and separate. And psychologically, that's going to leave you feeling like you're all by yourself and no one really loves you. And it's because you're not using your air. You're not communicating and asking questions. So each element has some teachings in it. Well, I think you're pointing out something that is often missed, uh, Deborah, and that's the fact that we may be an air sign or a water sign, but really to find true balance, don't we have to dance all the elements and find balance within that? Yes, we do. We definitely do. And I have, just so you know, I have an appointment <laughs> um, in a couple minutes. I just want to let you know because we have a timeline. I didn't know what, how long the session, your interview was, but I need you to let you know that I have to be, I have a hard stop on the, um, on the hour. Okay, well, we are, um, we've got about uh, nine minutes left. Can you, because can, this is uh, curious, but anyways, details, details. I'm all about practicality. We thought the session was one hour from nine to ten in Colorado. So I'm going to be interrupting you. I'm so sorry. Okay, well, we'll do the best we can with what we have and take it from there. I bet you've got a lot to say. <laughs> I better come up with something, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so let's just wrap it up with if you guys are interested in learning astrology at any level, if you want to know how to balance your elements, there's the book, The new the Missing Element, there's the starcommunity.com, and there's the school that we have, and the school is a really wonderful way. I love watching people come to the school. Okay, and well, thank, thank, you so, thank you so, so much for being on, Deborah, and I don't want you to be late for your appointment. So if you would go ahead, and um, uh, Deborah's... Um, Website is DebraSilvermanAstrology.com, and uh, you can find all, all her information there. It's been just really interesting talking about astrology and how it applies to us in our world, how such an ancient practice can really um, give us profound information today. And yet at the same time, you know, how many times have you gone to the newspaper and read your horoscope and 
nothing, nothing aligned. Nothing was the same. Or gone and had a reading done, and this person tells you everything that they think is true about you, and it doesn't line up. How can we tell the difference between real astrology, the real science, and people that just take a weekend course and hang out their shingle? What makes a good astrologer? How do we find them? Can they really predict the future? It's really hard to say. But I do know that I've had a really good astrologers work for me, and they don't tell me what's going to happen, but they tell me the tendencies that are going to be moving in my life. And when I take those tendencies into consideration with what I'm doing, I can really bypass some real major mistakes I could have made because I, I start to recognize, oh, he said I could be volatile right now, and I'm really feeling volatile. So am I coming at this situation in a balanced way, or is my chart giving me a hard ride, and how am I going to react to it? I think in these times of change, it's so important that we start to take responsibility for our stance regardless of the modality that we're using to find our way. Because ultimately, the buck stops here. Ultimately, what we do with what we're handed, whether it's our gender, whether it's, whether it's our horoscope, whether it's our race, our color, our position in life, you know, whether we're poor or whether we're rich, whether we're Christian or Jewish or Muslim, how we take those elements and what we create out of them is totally up to us. And as soon as the majority of us start taking that responsibility, we can transcend just about anything we're dealing with right now on an individual level and therefore on a global level. But until we do, we're going to create more of the same. And I don't know about you, but I'm real ready for some change and some positive change in the world. So you can find out more about astrology. You can find out more about science. You can find out more about magic. That's one of the things I'm really trying to pull together for us so that we have a resource for these things, for people bringing in their, their divergent ideas in order to find a deeper truth or a more overlording truth. And because we are transcending truth, we are transcending time right now, um, and we're transcending our old limitations if we choose to go for the ride. So at sci thescienceofmagic.net, we have all sorts of um, archives free of charge that you can listen to and listen to these wonderful people that come in and share their thoughts and share their practices and share their expertise so that we can hopefully find a third option to the old problems that we've been faced with. So once again, that's thescienceofmagic.net. Uh, and we also are aired daily on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. And the schedule is there for the TSOM, is our little abbreviation for the Science of Magic. And so all the new episodes are up there and aired daily, uh, seven days a week. So it's a lot of fun to, to be able to share this information with the world. If you have any ideas, topics that we haven't covered or topics you'd like us to go into deeper, we're always welcome to your suggestions. And you can email me or just talk. Email me just to visit at info at thescienceofmagic.net. And please do remember the upcoming um, uh, medicine wheel classes that we have coming up um, this spring equinox. This gives us an opportunity to really change the world by reconnecting with the way life works and aligning with it. When you reconnect with the earth and the way her cycles and her seasons, you're reconnecting with the power of the universe because it all works together. The only thing that has left that equation are human beings. And now is a time when we can re-enter re the circle of life um, and be part of the solution rather than part of the problem, as a friend of mine would always say, by enhancing the way life works rather than working against it and creating chaos and destruction in our own lives and in the world at large. This is an exciting time of change, and I'm really excited to watch it happen. I'm really hoping to be able to do my little part to aid the transition, and I think that we can really turn this into something magnificent on the other side of change. I really do. So if you have any suggestions on how to help with that, please do get a hold of us, info at thescienceofmagic.net, or if you're just curious to see what other people have to say, hey, we're your resource for that. You can always listen to us here. And um, hopefully we'll be going live soon and you can share your thoughts live. If not, you can always go on my blog. And my blog is located on thescienceofmagic.net as well as touch in at find your, excuse me, as well as findyourpathhome.com. And enter the discussion. You know, we, I'm, I'm anxious to hear from what do you have? What do you think about it? You know, we're all in this together. We were all in this together. It'd be lovely to find out novel ideas. I don't have all the ideas. Even my guests don't have all the ideas. We need that third input, and that would be you. 
So here's to having a wonderful time, a wonderful change, a wonderful future, because I really do believe that if we all pull together and bring our gifts, that we can create a future like you can't even imagine at this point. So folks, please do get a hold of me, join the adventure, join the discussion, and, and bring in your thoughts and ideas. Bring in your thoughts for change. Because someplace between here, yesterday, and all the conflict is the truth of tomorrow. And we're the ones that are here to uncover it. So I think it's a really exciting time. Um, and we are just about out of time, or at least I'm about out of air. <laughs> so please do get a hold of us. Please tune in again. We have some more exciting guests coming up in the future from every place, from medical field to astrology to astronomy uh, to science and um, um, the quantum mechanics. Everything is open for discussion here so that we can come together and find that answer on the other side of all the conflict. So it is hard to believe, but we're just about out of time. And our guest this hour was Deborah Silverman. She was the author of The Missing Element. Again, her website is DebraSilvermanAstrology.com. And remember, please join our ENIA family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at thescienceofmagic.net. This has been The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Please go to um, findyourpathhome.com to sign up for our um, upcoming uh, medicine wheel classes that are being held in the beautiful mountains of Colorado. And uh, until next time, dear loves, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you find balance in your life. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.